Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, joined today by three lovely gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Stu, mm-hmm. you're up first. What's your top story today? Um, I don't know if you guys know this, but we're within two years of a presidential election, so we have to freak out about it. I'm going to give you all the latest updates. Oh, I can't wait. <sighs> Finally. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Jason. Uh, possible Chinese espionage at the Summer White House. Insane. Andrew. What do Hollywood, the state of Illinois, and Elizabeth Warren have in common? Stay tuned. Wow. How long does it take you to come up with these pieces <laughs> every day? It, four and a half hours. <laughs> it's been a lot of time. All right. A lot to get into. First, we want to thank our sponsor, uh, American Financing. Stu, I know Glenn is, uh, you know, we here at The Blaze are a little bit picky about who we have as our sponsors. We don't mm-hmm. want to. We don't want to endorse someone that we don't actually believe in. Yeah, that's uh, how the endorsements work for people. Because if they see us as scam artists that <laughs> endorse anything, it, no one believes you. Uh, American Finance is something that people uh, have, have have gone to a lot in our audience because. I mean, I, I've used them. Uh, Glenn has used them as well. And Glenn had a kind of an interesting relationship where he, at first he said no to them and said, no, I, I don't want any mortgage company because you guys are, you don't know what you're doing. You're gonna have, there's going to be this financial collapse and you're going to be on the wrong side of it. They kind of said, yeah, we know about the dangers. We don't do those types of loans. So they, they were not swept up in the whole subprime thing. They were able to stay strong and they've been strong since. And they're, they're people who can walk you through all the details and give you uh, really you know, responsible balanced loans, which is, of course, why... Uh, they you didn't. Couldn't use them. I, I didn't wind up using them, yeah. um, but uh, they they actually talked you through everything, and I, I think that's the biggest thing. When you're going to buy a house, there's so much. It's like jewelry. Like you have no idea. Like I always said to my wife, I hope your rings are fake, because then if you leave me, you have no value. Um, I don't care if I paid full <laughs> price for that's it. That's a good marriage, yeah, right there. Exactly. I think, so. I think it's pretty solid. A lot with one of those Valentine's Day hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, but with the same thing with a mortgage, I, you have no idea what's going on. Um, luckily, they're right there to walk you through it, make sure you get you know every. Uh, you know, I is dotted, every T is crossed, and, and you get a great deal. American financing, smart enough not to do business with Stu. You can <laughs> you know, go to American, I think American financing.net, or you can call 800-906-2440. Ooh, the 2020 elections. Yes. Let's um, over them. Yes, let's obsess a little bit. In fact, let's obsess about someone who's not even running for president, uh, Joe Biden. God, not, that's so bizarre, yeah, because I, I literally forgot. That he was not yet, he's not yet announced. Because Maybe because he keeps about talking day. about himself like he's running for president. Yes. Really, you know, we're going to have a lot of conversations over the next two years yeah. if, yeah. If, in the like, event I run for president. Out of everyone running, I mean, out of everyone who would run, run yeah. might he's run. He's that bad at it. Yes, you're And right. every poll has him leading. And he's leading. He's so declared, but he's insane. casting a very large shadow over so the I, I'm sorry, I just... I, but it's true, he has not entered. And I think, like, this is, right now, uh, you're seeing this thing where people are coming out and saying that he's made them feel uncomfortable in the past. Last count, I believe, was seven. Um, I don't know where, where it is right now. He's but made it, several million people feel uncomfortable. Yes. In terms of direct touch, <laughs> yes. it's been about seven. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think it's gonna, that number could, could probably go up. I mean, the, you know, the thing we keep saying about this is, it's, this is not like a typical Me Too situation where, like, it's his word against hers. Everybody knows he does these things. He's done it on camera nine million times. So everybody knows this is actually true. I'm sure it did happen to every person who said it. Um, but there's a standards uh, argument to be had there. We do have a, an apology-ish sort of statement from Joe Biden. If you happen to miss it, uh, here it is. Social norms have begun to change. They've shifted. And the boundaries of protecting personal space have been reset. And I get it. I get it. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. And I'll be much more mindful. That's my responsibility. 
my responsibility and I'll meet it. But I always believe governing, quite frankly, life for that matter, is about connecting, about connecting with people. I worked my whole life to empower women. I worked my whole life to prevent abuse. I've written, and, and so the idea that I can't adjust to the fact that personal space is important, more important than it's ever been, is, is, is just not thinkable. I will. It's a weird, so weird bad. world we, we I, live in. I, but I, I do remember that time in the 50s when they stopped handshaking and they just sniffed people's hair. Yeah, like that's right? what he's saying. That's yeah. changed. We've well, moved well, on we've, from that. We've reset the boundaries of personal space. When, when, when did we that used happen, to be Sarah? able to sniff people's hair right. all the time? Yeah, when did that happen? I like to put now my feet reset. in other people's pockets. <laughs> I'm doing it to Stu right now. You can't tell, but I'm just like this. No, I, 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 I can put my foot in Stu's pocket. I bet I can. And like real quick, did you know it today? And this is true. This is on the internet. It is National Hug a News Person Day. Yes. So oh no, oh no, this is all final. I'll hug all of you over the course of this this hour. And if I were Joe Biden, I would just stay here. You are staying <laughs> there, uh, just so you're aware. Uh, I, I think my theory on Joe Biden is I think maybe his doctor like had meant to give him blood thinner but gave him ecstasy. And so he's just constantly wanting to run. This is fine. Again, this is National Hug a News yeah, Person Day. There's no so rubbing of shoulders included in this. What is, uh, you, you're trying. I don't want, I'm the next one on this oh, list. Yeah. I do, I, it's going to be break. interesting, too, what I do. I don't know. I haven't come up with it yet. Uh, so I actually tend to uh, believe Biden on this one. I mean, I, I completely believe this is just who he is. He doesn't mean anything bad by it. If someone doesn't tell him that if there's something wrong at the time, he's not going to know. Um, you think you know, the sniffing women's hair is You know, look, I, he, okay, so let me take a step back here for a second, because this is an interesting uh, attack. First of all, I believe that literally no one who is complaining about this right now actually cares about it. Uh, you know, maybe the seven people who have actually brought this up mm -hmm. care, but they only care because they want to stop him from being president. If they cared, they would have made a big deal about this. And, at and they generally point. say that it wasn't sexual. Like Lucy yeah. Flores, who's yeah. the one that kicked it off this week, right. said that it was uncomfortable. It wasn't at all. It was just uncomfortable. But it wasn't sexual. Exactly. And so, you know, the, the thing we all have to remember here is if Joe Biden wins this nomination, none of them will say a word about this. It is not an actual <laughs> important thing for them. This is a this is a. Uh, 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 something, a weapon to use against Joe Biden to stop him, hopefully, from getting in the race. So part one of this attack is more obvious. They want to stop him from getting in the race. He's leading all the polls. If they can stop him now, all these other candidates are going to get a nice boost and they have a better chance of winning the nomination. But part two of this is a little bit more subtle and it's just as important. The reason why Joe Biden has had success over his career, the reason why he's, he's, uh, he's actually leading these polls in many ways, is his strength as a retail politician. He's a guy that walks into the room. He's a guy that does make physical contact with each voter. Um, I, was, I was listening to one of these shows that's been talking about, I think it was The View, where they said he was the only politician that came in and he went through the audience and shook everyone's hand in the audience. This, whether they wanted to or not. Whether they wanted to or not. He was shaking all sorts of things. <laughs> Three and a half hours, he barred the doors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and if you look at it, there's sort of a generational gap there. When they interview people about this, many people say, the older generation in particular, like, it was great. Like, he was nurturing. He was nice. You know, it's a little bit different. One of the women who came out and said I was made to feel uncomfortable said, everyone kept coming up to me afterwards saying I was so lucky. And I started thinking, should I feel like I'm lucky? Well, it's like, obviously, all those people thought it was okay, whatever was happening. And that doesn't mean that, you know, she, she, everyone has a right to be able to say, dude, I have a personal space. Get off of me. But number one, you kind of have to say that at some point in some way. We kind of talked about that the other day. Um, but the number two thing is, 
what's happening here is the rest of the field and, and operatives and people who are supporting other candidates are coming out and saying, Joe Biden shouldn't, he touches people and it makes me uncomfortable. Number one, it hurts his campaign. Number two, it, he may not enter the race. But number three, if he does, he's handcuffed. This is, the, this is like the way he's engaged with voters for 50 years. And he's not, he's not going to be able to hug a person on contour because he's, every time he touches someone, they're going to take a picture of him and it's going to be all over the Internet. Maybe, maybe it'll look like he's like got demonic possession and he's stopped the last moment where he's like, like, no, hold back, pull back. Like the hands. Touch him. Yeah, Jim like carries the hands. Oh, no. no. <laughs> um, yeah, and that's going to that's gonna potentially do damage to his campaign. And I think that's another part of this. I think very little of it is actually actual concern about what Joe Biden does. Yeah, I, and don't, and I, I like that point you made because you can't underestimate that. I remember I interned on a campaign when I was in college uh, on a, some judge or something like that. And um, the one thing I remember there's nothing I did on my internship. Um, but when jo- George Bush was running for a governor at the time, and he was the only candidate that spoke at that fair, there was a ton of uh, candidates that spoke, he was the only one that did that same thing. He, after his speech, he got down off the stage, shook everyone's hand, probably tapped him on the shoulder, looked him in the eye, and you did have that feeling of, wow, like he actually stayed for me. You didn't think he was staying for everyone. You yeah. had that feeling, oh, he stayed for me. Yeah. And it, it's very, very effective. Two, my second other point on this is, I don't think anybody really believes that he is a perv and he's doing this because of some kind of sexual thing. That sounds, it's, that seems kind of ridiculous to me. I Everybody say, has their well, creepy on. old, like, uncle. Hold, yeah, Everyone has that. This inappropriate stuff. That's so, true. So we had a conversation yesterday. Andrew was here. Um, neither of you were. I said, did you guys see the creepy, creepy Uncle Joe ad where yeah, he yeah, was yeah. touching the kids? Mm-hmm. I said, if that were my daughter... I would find that to be wholly inappropriate, and I think it's borderline. Obviously, he's not sexually assaulting her, but I think that the touching of the young children in the places that he touched them and kissed them was of sexual nature. I oh, really? That. I see. I, yes. I would not have been happy with that, but I don't think he was doing it for any kind of sexual thing. You think he was thinking this is getting me off or something like I'm that? Not thinking, I, I, first of all. Ew, thank you for that image. <laughs> You're the one that brought, you it, brought up. it up. I'm not saying he's like getting, so I'm just saying it was, I felt like the touching was of sexual nature. I'm not saying he was, that was like how he, I'm trying to I'm think of a good way to I, I, say I, this. I'm thinking of a way to... to it feels just, more uncomfortable yeah. than I hugged her. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the most uncomfortable part of the show so far. It can be perceived that way, so and that's why it makes it so no, attackable. He's not, he's not getting off from that. But I'm saying I felt like it was over the line in sexual nature. Obviously, he could have gone farther. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't – he shouldn't have been doing it. And I think it was very – I mean, it was definitely creepy to – to me, uh, it was creepy to, uh, I think, uh, a lot of people watching it. what would you do if someone did that to your daughter? Uh, you saw that he's doing that to your underage daughter. I would, I would whisper, anything you do to her, I do to you. Yeah, I would not to... want them, my daughter close to him again. I mean, you know, and again, part of it might be an excess of caution, right? I mean, like, because uh, you don't normally see it. I, I, I can't blame you for taking it that way. I think I tend to think it. Uh, he has used physical contact in a way to make people feel special. And that's a statement about how amazing he thinks 
he is, right? Like he, and Joe also, Biden is Joe Biden, and the fact that I will hug Eskimo kiss Joe exactly. Biden. Exactly. No, an Eskimo kiss from Joe no Biden. No awareness whatsoever of the people around him and their nonverbal cues because yes, because you see them, you see them like looking down and, and yeah. pulling away. Yeah, it, it's it, it's very right. very strange. My biggest issue is the double standard. That, that's yeah. my biggest issue. Yeah, we talked about like, that yesterday. Anybody else, they, they would be freaking out like it was on the right. They'd be freaking oh, Roy, out if they had pictures of Roy Moore doing this. Do you think? Oh he my would gosh, close to winning a primary. George H. W. Bush that's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Just because he, that's where he puts his arms. They said it was inappropriate. I mean, come on. Yeah. So, I, but I, I suspect if, my, if Mike Pence had a similar problem, I think we would be hearing about it louder and in all caps. Yes, oh, absolutely. I would say. Um, if you've ever watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, there is the Dennis system. Are you guys familiar with the Dennis system? No. Um, I vaguely remember this. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the, an acronym, right? It is an acronym. Uh, and it has, I think Joe, Joe Biden is attempting to put, do the Dennis system to the entire country. Number one is demonstrate value, right? He's a valuable guy. He can You don't have you. slides for these? I know, I should have. I just thought of it. It's in his heart. Uh, e is engage physically. And N is nurture dependence. So this guy is like, uh, he's got the first three nailed. He's doing You know this. what? You need some welfare reform. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's working. It's working. I, it's a really creepy thing. It probably ends in some sort of serial uh, murder. But uh, other than that, it should be fine. Everything's going to work out great. But, oh, thank you for that. Well, last word. Before we go off of Joe Biden, uh, I just want to throw out, I did a, a, a whole episode of my podcast, Something's Off with Andrew Heaton, about him yesterday. And we actually get into what he thinks about stuff, too. I know that we'll all have time to do How that over the course of the show. But we actually get into some of his policies and things. So if you want reasons to have ammunition at Joe Biden unrelated to this, come listen to that show. All right, back in a minute. Uh, did you just, uh, like, uh, substance us? Is that what that was? That was substance No, that was just naked ambition to get viewers. Okay, okay. You were thrown under the bus, but it hasn't... Not just Before we get back into the conversation, I want to thank our sponsor, Home Title Lock. Hi, guys. We're on live television. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Nice for you to join us. What's up, Sarah? <laughs> uh, home Title Lock. Um, home title fraud is apparently a thing that yes. I never knew about until they became our sponsor. So criminals act like they're just caressing the shoulders of your home and your title. And they come in and they, they sniff the hair of your home. And you don't want that to happen. You need to protect yourself against the Joe Bidens of the world. Uh, when it comes to your title. Um, yeah, no, home title lock. It is actually one of the fastest growing crimes in America. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, a lot of people think they have identity theft protection or insurance or you know, maybe their bank can protect them. But none of that actually does anything. You have to make sure you get protected from this specific thing from home title lock. It's the only place that can that can do it. And, you know, people have seen uh, over and over again, they'll get control of the deed and the title and the mortgage, and they'll be able to uh, borrow against the equity and do all sorts of things. Or I sell mean, your house. Or sell your house and out from under And then new owners come up, and they're like, hey, we're yeah. here to move in. The craziest examples actually have people coming back from, like, you know, maybe it's a vacation home. They come back to the home to, to check it out, and there's just people living in it, and they have the deed. And they're like, well, what we now what? They have all the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's years of unwinding that in the legal system. Don't let that happen to you. Get this. Uh, get protected first. You can go to uh, HomeTitleLock.com. Get a $100 search for free when you sign up. So that way you can find out if you have already been a victim of home title fraud. You wouldn't know it unless you go to HomeTitleLock.com. Jason, um, I just want to point out, I'm going to sell you out for a second. You have, like, the world's tiniest notes on the table right now. What are you talking about? There's no notes here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the world's tiniest post-it note. Oh, flashback Ooh. to South Korea. <laughs> with How the dare tiniest you? writing. How on. dare you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, a Chinese 
What's going on? Oh, is this the Mar-a-Lago thing? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so this it's such a bizarre story, and I wasn't even really following it, but it actually started, I guess, a few weeks ago, and it came out during the Robert Kraft, you know, uh, massage parlor prostitution ring thing. And what, obviously, Robert Kraft took precedence. <laughs> oh yeah, I have nothing to do with that. Please. Continue. <laughs> so to make to make a long story short, there was a string of I guess uh, massage parlors that were also like kind of doubling as prostitution brothel type uh, places. And Robert Kraft was going to one of these. Well, one of the former owners was a, a woman named Cindy Yang. And I guess she had already sold it, so she wasn't still involved in it. But when her name popped up, they started journalists started looking into her to see who she was. Well, she owns this company that's on one of my tiny little notes here, uh, the GYUS Investment LLC, which mm. makes absolutely no sense uh, if you see Catchy. that. Yeah, it's catchy, right? He just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a company that, so after uh, the president started having issues with the press and you know all the Brad press started coming out and a bunch of organizations started dropping off of doing events at Mar-a-Lago, she stepped in and started facilitating bringing in people from overseas. She's Chinese. Uh, she started uh, selling it as Chinese nationals. People from all over the world can come over you know, kind of schmooze around with U.S. politicians, maybe even if you're lucky, meet the president, and just do your, you know, ballroom event at Mar-a-Lago. And if you've been to Mar-a-Lago, it's, like, beautiful. I've been there once, and it's, like, really, it's, it's beautiful. Um, so she started doing this and started making a lot of money. So pretty soon she's taking a lot of selfies and stuff with a ton of politicians. That's what started getting blasted out all over social media. Uh, I don't think any of the politicians actually knew who the heck she was. Mm -hmm. She just showed up at the event she helped coordinate and took a selfie. You know, it's like, hey, Joe, you know, Biden was over there and snapped a picture. Um, so anyway, so that's who this woman is. So on Saturday, a Chinese national was caught in the living room area of the of Mar-a-Lago. So if the the way Mar-a-Lago is set up, there's like an ex, there's a there's a portion of security right out where you first drive in. I think there's another level of security right like at the door. If you get through those two, then you're pretty much in the living room. And that's what they call the main like lobby area. You've got access to the entire resort from there. You can go anywhere. You can actually go and I've I've actually I've walked up to the president before he was president his suite. You can just walk straight up to it if wow. you want to. I'm sure they've added a, maybe a little more security, but I th I've heard that's kind of how the feel he wants to keep there. So it's pretty wide open. So this Chinese national had made her way into the living room to get access to anywhere. Well, the, the receptionist that was inside there, you know, like to help schedule stuff, you know, for the guests, she was like, hey, can I help you? And she noticed she was acting kind of weird. She goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to the pool. And she didn't have any kind of luggage like that to... Make it seem like or a that was credible. Suit, right? or they didn't <laughs> yeah. even have a bathing suit. Um, she also said, "Oh well, I'm here to go to the such and such event," and this event wasn't even a thing going on at the time. So they couldn't have even done enough homework to like know what events were going yeah. on at that particular. Okay, so that's time. a very good point. I want to come back to that. Okay. I'm um, here for the golf game. <laughs> right <laughs> there, that would have worked. Welcome, spies. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they searched this woman. They detained her. They found that she had a laptop. She had a external hard drive, four cell phones, two passports on her. In the laptop, there was malicious uh, like cyber attack type software on this laptop. Wow. So she was definitely up to no good. The uh, event that she said that she was there to go to was the same event that Cindy Yang had promoted, I guess, several months before to try to get people to go to. Now, they had canceled that event when she started getting all the bad press. So it didn't even exist anymore. But for some reason, I guess she hadn't got the memo yet. That it I, I believe she exists. said her friend Charles told her to go. Which Her friend Charles, which they think is Charles <laughs> Lee, which is an associate of Cindy Yang. Ah. So they don't really have any kind of connection. It's just like they blast out these social media campaigns and say, come on over, buy your tickets. And then they come over. Now, 
Anyway, so if this is a Chinese spy, I'm so glad for that because they are very incompetent. Yeah. I mean, this is awful, yeah. which, pretty, which pretty much means that it's probably not a Chinese spy. Yeah. Uh, it's just yeah. a sign that the security is faulty, right? I mean, it, it sh- right. that sort of stuff shouldn't happen even if she's not a Chinese spy. Yeah, because <laughs> right. if, if she was a spy, I feel like, I mean, we do have the technology available to get them the information that they need to know that, hey, don't go in for it because yeah. such and such event has been canceled. Yeah, you would think her- they could get that information relatively quickly. Mm-hmm. You would think the intelligence committee within China would be able to say that, hey, the, the event's been canceled. Abort. Right. Abort. Exactly. You know, come back. This is why I really appreciate our friends over in Russia who have the respect and decency to send over hot redheads to seduce our politicians. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's Thank you, Russia. That's how gentlemen conduct espionage. <laughs> they don't send someone to a golf course to hack someone's laptop. No, they get naked. Thank you. It's <laughs> um, a profound stand. And, and, and that's another good point. Like, even, like, Russia would never try this. Russia would right. never go anywhere near the president, wherever the president said, they would go through some secondary person or whatever. That's just, that's just kind of the way it's done. My guess is it, was, it possibly could have been some kind of corporate espionage, something like that. Mm-hmm. Some government wanted, I'm not, some, some, not some government, some company wanted to know about deals. They get advance heads up on if he was going to rule a certain way on the trade negotiations, right, right. which makes a whole lot more sense, being that they're just about to talk about that coming up pretty soon. There's a meeting scheduled. So if they got a recording device or if they could put some kind of you know, uh, spy software on their the, the hotel server to sit, you know, to get some kind of communication and tip them off. Mm. That's probably what this is. But you're exactly right. It's more of a critique on the security at a place like that. Um, it's nothing. There's nothing new with the, with the, with a president going to places like this uh, in other administrations and um, allowing the business as usual to happen in whatever whatever area he goes to. The problem is that he goes there a lot, mm-hmm. um, and if they're also kind of Pimping out these uh, these events to foreign governments or to you know to other countries where foreign governments can take advantage of that. That's a very very big security risk. Yeah, I also um, I don't know that I would want to go to Mar-a-Lago as a visitor, knowing that hey, the president could show up at any minute, and the security there is oh, yeah. really terrible, insane. Yeah, and then I mean, surely he's got a lot of people out to get him. So. As a, as a tourist, I'd be like, yeah, I'm thinking that I want to avoid that. Plus the humidity. You have to go to Florida. <laughs> <laughs> go to Camp David. It's so weird. Mar-a-Lago is beautiful, though. It's, we, we went there, I went with a client a while back. And Did it you? Because you haven't told us three <laughs> times on this, this one program. Well, I, was like, I was picking a story that had a one, a one that I had some credibility on. A had been there. And it was in, finally. I've been waiting. We've been waiting for you to finally tell a story where you had any kind of credibility whatsoever. Back in a minute. You ain't getting another one. <laughs> Stu, we were talking about 2020 earlier. Uh, let's talk about the Q1 totals for fundraising. Yes, uh, there are a bunch of the, the quarters over, so that we're going to get all these numbers. They have to be in by April 15th. We have the people who are proud of them releasing them now. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not proud of them, you wait till you, April 15th. If you're proud, you get them out of the way. Here's you might the get uh, that extra bump. Here's what we have first. Uh, Andrew Yang, um, is 1.7 million. Now that doesn't wow. sound like a big number, but for a guy like yeah. Andrew yeah. Yang, it's a pretty good. Yeah. It's a pretty good raise and a very low per person. People are wasting their money. Um, Pete Buttigieg. Uh, at uh, seven million is a great number for the mayor of, of yeah. you know, South Bend, Indiana, uh, running for president. That is a very good number, um, and uh, it's Buttigieg. So Buttigieg. actually, um, boot like, like boot obviously edge like the edge of this table edge again. 
boot edge edge is essentially the way you're supposed to do it. Boot edge edge. Boot edge edge. Yes, thank you. At first, first of all, I heard like, it as boot a judge. Looks like butter guy. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> I'm, that's why it's a thing because it looks different than it is. I'm Buttigieg. saying butter guy. Uh, so Beto O'Rourke, uh, nine point four million dollars. Now that doesn't sound like a great number for him, but he was, he came into the race late. He has the highest per day. Um, donation number, which is what he's trying to promote. Well, his first day was six. Million. He did six million and only nine point four till till the end mm, of uh, March, which is not a great number. Kamala Harris at twelve million, um, which is good, and she's actually going after the big donors. She's not. A, she's the only one that seems to be not. A, you know, unafraid to say, "Yeah, I'm going after big donors. I'm not just going after um, smaller do- donations." And of course, Bernie leads the way by a pretty large margin at eighteen point two million. Now he was there for the whole quarter, pretty much. I mean, he, there's reasons why he's that far ahead. Um, as you know, Beto will point out, his number was better on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, Bernie is a fundraising machine. You know, for this guy who uh, you know doesn't like I mean, money in politics is such a bad thing. Yet he's leading everybody in, poli- in fundraising by a lot, with the exception, of course, of Donald Trump, who's leading everybody by you know two or three times that amount. Yeah, still, Bernie's fundraising dollars, man, that scares me. Uh, please, no. redistribute some of that fundraising cash. Yeah, should be all right, about that. Right. All the other candidates should have some. <laughs> I mean, you're telling me, you know, Andrew Yang doesn't deserve some of that cash? Uh, yeah. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. I'm, I, hold on, I'm shocked <laughs> that the libertarian here wants to talk about big government regulation. I do. If you'll recall, at the beginning of the program, I asked you what Hollywood, the state of Illinois, and Elizabeth Warren have in common. Now, a lot of you wrote in, none of you got it right, except for Sarah. <laughs> she nailed it. It is the sickly, cold, clammy grasp of regulation. And I'll tell you what's going on in these three different categories. In Hollywood, the the Department of Justice is threatening to hold the Academy Awards liable for antitrust legislation. So in other words, the Department of Justice might go into the Academy Awards and break them up because the Academy Awards is threatening to exclude Netflix if Netflix does not alter its release dates to keep in, in, in sync with, with uh, films. Basically what's happening is Netflix is, is kicking butt mm-hmm. compared to old traditional media, and as a result, old traditional media is trying to, to ice it out or force them to make it less and competitive. And wasn't this yeah. Steven Spielberg who started this? I yeah. love this, though, because Steven Spielberg was like, I do not want anything from Netflix. I don't like this. By the way, I have a huge deal with Apple um, and their yeah. competing service that I'm going yeah. to announce in two weeks. I mean, that was so Good transparent. Players? Oh, yeah. my gosh. It, and and my, my read on that whole thing is, why does the U.S government need to be involved in this if, if it were like i don't know insulin or something i would like i'd be like okay but like for like oh like like et2 we had better get the department of justice involved i just i don't think it needs to be involved there like watched et the department of justice was already involved you're right good point Stu. good point uh and then if we we jump over to the middle of the country to illinois uh now this is it just passed in the state house but the state house of illinois passed legislation that would require every publicly traded company in illinois to have an african-american and a woman on the board of directors of that company. Uh, now, I own several billion dollars worth of companies, and all of my board of directors are very diverse because it just happened to work out that way. But it was a meritocratic system. And I look at that and go, I, don't, I do not want the government dictating who has to work at your company. I certainly don't want the government dictating who has to work at the top echelons of your company. I think that kind of bill not only will, will not solve what they're trying to solve, they're trying to, 
they're coming at it from a non-ideological position and coming at it uh, with a a special or a, a, an identity politics position of how do we better arrange the mosaic of ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And I think all of that's going to do, if it works, is it's going to drive business out of Illinois, and it's also going to inflame race relations in Illinois. And I'm glad I don't live there because I don't want to have to put up with it. And then finally... Well, hold on. Can I just say for a second, like, how, how do you feel if you are Chinese, right? You don't get this special treatment. No. It's women and, and black people. So right, you're, if you're it, Chinese, you're SOL. Asian-Americans are out Hispanic, whites in, in this If you're country. Hispanic, not a woman, but a Hispanic man... Nope, you don't get that benefit either. Yeah, it's, it's, it's There's, there are some problems with, with <laughs> making, making this particular regulation work. And I, I suspect, as I said, that the, the harms will greatly outweigh whatever, whatever positive things come out of it. And then the final one is Elizabeth Warren, who wants to break up everything. Elizabeth Warren, anything that has the word big in front of it, she wants to break into multiple pieces. Except government. Except government. Thank you, Sarah. You win this episode. <laughs> uh, she, she wants to break apart Facebook and Google and all of these different things. Um, and in, in the, the, I, I don't have a problem with the concept of antitrust regulation if, if there really is a monopoly that is forcing out other business or, more likely, hijacking U.S. government to eliminate competitors. That's a problem. I see a rule for uh, any competitive legislation coming in. But if it's just, I don't like corporations and so I want to break them up and it's kind of an emotional element, uh, that is going to cause more problems. And an example of that is you're, you're going to have more agencies that are now regulating these smaller groups, which means there's going to be more favor carried with the government, instead of these companies actually just trying to satisfy their customers, which is what I want them to do. I don't want companies trying to satisfy bureaucrats. I want them trying to satisfy me. So I wish that they would knock it off. And I think power is bad. I don't care if Republicans or Democrats have it. I think it's like Frodo's ring and you throw it in a volcano. <laughs> you I, that. I would agree with you on all of those. I'm very yes. hesitant to uh, to go down the antitrust uh, road. I don't. I mean, it's, it, I it, can't. I think it gets abused more than it's used in a good yeah, way. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's almost always the, the truth. Like I don't. I, you know, a lot of conservatives right now are on the breakup, the Google and yeah. the, and the Facebook thing. And, and you know, I you hear good cases. We have smart people who have made good cases on the conservative side of that. Um, I just can't go down those roads. I don't like it. I did. I did quickly though want to um, play the game with Andrew because he was not here the day that we played. How libertarian are you? Oh my! Um, and uh, and Andrew has a very, I, if I may, um, describe your philosophy, um, which is libertarian unless it seems mean. That's <laughs> yes. that's that is oh the gosh, right. You nailed it. That's wow. Andrew Heaton, right? <laughs> oh my God! I'm right? right? back to my dressing room and stared at the wall. Think about my life for a bit. Yeah. So let me ask you. This is because uh, what is the appropriate amount of funding for the federal government to give to these special Olympics? I'm going to say zero. Ah, yes. Like, I, I think that it's a wonderful thing. It, uh, yes. I, in, in the same way that I think, you know, like Sesame Street's a wonderful PBS, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do not think that positive feelings, which is ultimately what we're doing here, mm-hmm. is the, the role of government to redistribute resources on. So I would privatize that and fund it. <laughs> and if it actually is up for a vote, I'll be happy to send him $5, but I don't think it should come out of your pocket from an obligatory government bureau. Okay, good. Because that's, I mean, I think, because we all landed there, and I think we're the only people in the world who did. Uh, <laughs> we're all, we're all monsters. Yes, yeah. we're all very much monsters. But I think you're totally right on this. I mean, these, uh, these are, you can't force these things from the federal government, and you shouldn't, you shouldn't try. You know, we get so worried about, well, what if X, Y, and Z happens? It won't work out. Well, I mean, do we have any faith in this system? The fact is that this has worked out better than, I mean, the Internet is a great example of this. Yeah. 
you know, it's the, probably the clearest example of a free market, right? Like, it is complete Wild West with the exception of, like, no child porn and, like, two other things. Mm-hmm. You can't sell nuclear weapons. Like, there's, like, two <laughs> rules on the Internet. Um, and look how great it is, right? And now everyone wants to jump in. Net neutrality was like this. Mm-hmm. They want to do the same thing with Facebook and, and, and you know, conservatives, you know, or get very easily, I think, seduced by this because they're usually on the wrong end of the decisions that Facebook and Google and, and Twitter make. But I feel real, I really am hesitant to, to step in there and try to break things up from that level. The breaking up the monopoly thing really, really worries me. From what I've seen, the, the, some of the worst monopolies have been because they have been in bed at, at some level with the government. Like the government yes. has been involved yeah. with enabling them to do it to where it becomes so bad that the government's kind of like rides in on their white horse and goes, well, we're here to save the day. Well, sucker, you were the one that actually made the issue. It made it an issue. You're the problem. Did you just call the it's government sucker? Sucker. I like yeah. that. That's cool. I like that. That's like a good old-timey rhetoric. Yeah. I love, though, that it wasn't too slang because it wasn't like sucker. You were like yeah, yeah. sucker. I, I can't pull that off. Sucker. Yeah. 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 I totally can't pull that off. You played it right. You're 1952 Jason. This is the guy who always says dope. Yes. <laughs> but okay. That's true. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it was that way with the telephone company. It's, I mean, there, there's, there's tons of examples of when that, it's the government's problem. Now, in the issue with the reason why uh, like Senator Warren and people like that are talking about like Google and Facebook and all that well the problem is, is the laws that they injected into the decency act when they actually did that thing where they um, you know regulated porn it started with regulating porn and then it became something completely different we've talked about that before but um, that's when they started adding it into platform versus publisher and all that stuff and that led to the problems we have today so the problems we have today are a direct result of the government going too far mm-hmm. when they were trying to like slip in uh, different rules. The problem is always less government. Get the heck out of there. Mm-hmm. Just get get out of there. Just take out that that clause in the Decency Act all to go to to begin with. Let someone like Facebook um, kick off whoever they want to kick off. If you want to discriminate against conservatives, go right ahead. Do it. Somebody else will be waiting to pick up the slack. Private platform. And, and like I, one of the things I find so odd about this, and I thought this was going to solve itself and it won't, but I was like, well, okay. Now, granted, right now, uh, Democrats love the president, but what if someday there's a weirdo that's in the White House <laughs> and he's appointing the regulatory heads of all these bodies? There's like, what if that happened? <laughs> uh, like, like, maybe we should keep a pretty good safe distance between you know, power and, and private industry. And like, when you talk about the platforms, too, one of the things Elizabeth Warren wants to do is she wants to make any, any company that has $25 billion in revenue a, a utility. So I don't think she's full out nationalizing it, but she basically is. And at that point, if I'm a utility and I can't sell products according to the law she's coming up with, I'd go, well, I'm not going to invest in any further infrastructure either because it's not an at which point the Internet slows down and uh, we, we don't grow at the same capacity we could have. So stay, stay out. Just stay out of it. We're, we're doing a special coming up in the near future on you know, how, how communism kind of will overtake a government you know, and do it legally. And uh, all the things that I've been looking at, Senator Warren is almost step by step by step in line of what the old communists did in the 50s to take governments over. I mean, it is scary. Everything she wants to do, she just calls it something different. We, like ha- wealth we, we have to implement socialism in order to keep America from becoming socialist. That's the, <laughs> isn't that the, the credo that she's operating <laughs> with right now? Right. So much yeah. sense. Uh, Jason, you have a Chief Eddie Gallagher oh, yes. update for us. Yeah, so I brought this up. Were you guys here when I was talking about Eddie Gallagher, yeah. um, the, the Navy SEAL that was on crime for uh, yes. on trial for war crimes? Actually, he wasn't on trial. He was waiting to go on trial. And he would be there for like around a year before he would even get any kind of court uh, you know, time. Uh, it was ridiculous. He and, was, no, and no one could say what it was specifically that he had done and he was being kept 
in the sexual predator unit? Yes. Okay. Yes. Unit. Limited access to uh, to his legal team. Yeah. Legal access to uh, to medical care. Sounded very very shady. Limited food, water, all that stuff. We talked about this when we were on radio. When we were mm-hmm. filming with Steve Dace. So he finally, as of it was either yesterday or this morning, he was finally taken out of that ward and he was given access to his family. And there's pictures up now of him hugging his wife and child. And it's it's an absolute tragedy that it's taken this long. Thank God there's people like uh, Congressman Dan Crenshaw who uh, started putting like some actual like headlights on this and said, what is going on? Why are we treating this guy this way? So this is a good thing. Hopefully it will keep on going in that direction. So I just wanted to update everyone. It's going in a but good But we direction. still don't know exactly why he was being kept in there and being kept from his legal team. That, that, see, that makes absolutely no We know what the charges are. Well, we yeah. know what one charge is, right. killing an ISIS uh, captive, uh, allegedly killing an ISIS. And there's a few others that people have guessed at. But as to why they said that that constituted treating him like he was a terrorist or something like that in Guantanamo Bay makes absolutely no sense. No one can understand that. But, huh. so, but he, I think his court date now has been set to May 28th, so we'll see what happens. Okay, and are, I mean, will we? Will we get, will we get oh that information? It's a military you know court, I mean? so will, probably not. Right, that's what I'm saying. I mean, will it even be released? With the way they've done it, he could just disappear with a black bag over his head. That's how awful this has been so far. And this is coming from former military. I'd just like to point that out. Right. Yeah. Uh, all right, before we go, AOC, the gift that keeps on giving. We just love her so much. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. The latest video that she filmed in her apartment, which apparently still does not have any furniture in it. Watch. I'm in this to do the most good each day. That's what I'm here to do. So, that's what it is. And guess what? I'm 29. I'm the youngest woman to ever be elected to the United States Congress. I have plenty of time to learn. And I'm not afraid to make mistakes and iterate in public either. And frankly, if the mistakes that I'm making are just a one-off like rhetorical thing, you correct it, acknowledge it, and move on. At least I'm not trying to cage children in the border and inject them with drugs. That's not a mistake. That is a deliberate policy to attack people based on their national origin. That's not a mistake. That's just hatred. That's just cruelty. That's just wrong. And then she walks away like, who is filming this or was she really filming it herself and then she walked away just to like create a, a dramatic exit and then had to like creep back over and yeah. stop the video before she posted it? Uh, like, it looks like the family cat might have been playing cameraman or something <laughs> like that. That's Slash policy what, uh, advisor. I thought yeah, it was, <laughs> I mean, was alive. No, it wasn't, an, it wasn't an Instagram live or something. I thought who stopped the video yeah. then? Well, you walk over at the end and you stop the video, right? The cat. But she was, walked was, away. That was the end of the video? I think so. I thought it was like a, an hour long, like one of her... And she two, just kept going someone, back and forth? Someone told me she was squatting? trying to build an Ikea stool and it took her an hour. That <laughs> sounds 100% right. Which I would say so is right. Like, and I guarantee that would, that stool probably cost like $7,000. Six and a half yeah, legs by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I will say that no one builds an Ikea stool in an hour. It's like three hours or four Such hours uh, typically. Yeah. That, that said, though, I want to encourage her to keep drinking wine and giving public addresses. I think I that's a really good idea. I'd be happy to send her a couple of bottles uh, of just to get, keep, keep that going. I love um, that she's like, I'm 29, okay? I still have time to learn and make mistakes. No, you don't! Nick, you're an adult. You're in charge of our in country Congress, now. Right. Yeah. I, the other thing, too, uh, quickly, you guys may know this story better than I do, but I, I've heard the cage thing before. We're injecting them with drugs? Like, what? 
Like what? We, so <laughs> we're doing what now? Yeah. So apparently, and this is what I I read about this because I was like I, I was the same as you. Right. I was like, um, sorry. Mm -hmm. And I guess there was one lawsuit that has not, to my knowledge, it, no... <laughs> this is the level of proof she is. Okay. Yes. I mean, this is like uh -huh. Alex Jones level. Oh, the turn the frogs gay? It's those injections. Right. And Got so it. no. So um, I guess that they were in, injecting some sort of psychotropic drugs into. Uh, the oh my children gosh. This in is the Alex Jones. What? She has Forcing. to get more heat for this if this is what. She has. There's one lawsuit. She has no evidence on it at all. And she's just throwing it out there. Because, I mean, that's a, a relatively big story, right? Like, I was waiting for it to be like, yes, they injected them with their needed medication. Like, it was. It's like there's some, like, <laughs> vaccine. Yeah, she's yeah, actually yeah, an anti vaccine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and, I don't know. It's interesting. And I just got to point out because this is absolutely ridiculous. I hate it when they keep saying this as if this is a current administration thing. Yes, it continues under the current administration. It began under Clinton. Janet mm -hmm. Reno was perfected, really, under President Obama. Oh, and it still happens today. So this is absolutely ridiculous. But it started now. Did you say about the separating children from parents? <laughs> the children in cages, yes. that argument. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, you mean uh, ripping children from their families? Yes, that would be the policy, Andrew. <clears throat> Yesterday's poll. She's mad about that hug. Put, yeah, no, she's <laughs> not like that hug. Is, uh, HR, we'll be hearing from you later. Is the gender wage gap real? 92% uh, of you were correct and said no, and 8% of you are mistaken and said yes. <laughs> Sorry about that. But at least there was no one sure. You're Yay. the most judgmental poll reader of all time. <laughs> <laughs> it's my thing. It is. Uh, all right, today's poll. Three more women have come forward accusing Biden of inappropriate behavior. Is it time for Biden to drop out of the race, or is his apology enough to keep him in the running? Let us know at The Blaze's Twitter. That is at The Blaze. I mean, I think we're all in agreement that the standard should be that this is not a bombshell. Yeah, he shouldn't be thrown out. I mean, I heard this today. Like, everyone's like, this guy's got to say something. He's got to apologize. He's just releasing statements. The second he comes out with an apology, they're like, well, if you're apologizing, you're losing. Uh, that's what they always say in politics. So look at this. I mean, like, you can't. This is the thing with this. There is no way to win. There's no way uh, when people say this about you, whether it's true or not. There's nothing you can say. Everything you say acts, sounds like a terror. Either you're admitting it and you're so sorry for this terrible thing you've done, or you're blaming the victim of some crime that you're saying you didn't commit. There's no, there's no path to success here, and that's why it's such a successful. That's uh, why everyone's, you know, it's why it's so popular right now. Andrew, you're humming. Oh no, I, I, that's a wonderful point. It's it's kind of the heavy quit beating your, beating your wife yeah. scenario. The, the the second you've got a gotcha, and our, and the gotcha things changed over the years too. Because like in the, in the 80s and 90s, if you smoked pot at some point, it was gotcha, and yeah. that's a different gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I, right. I, I think the rule should be we can all touch Joe Biden. I think I mentioned this yesterday. If you see Joe Biden, rub his hair, put your hands in his pocket. That's fine. That's fair. It's fair game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or or your feet in their pocket. Yeah. In his pocket. Mm -hmm. How has that been? It's been nice, actually. They're warm. Mm -hmm. So thank you. <laughs> see? <laughs> Work with a bunch of weirdos. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Remember that time I went to Mar-a-Lago? Wait, when? Oh Wait, you went where? I went to Mar-a-Lago. Let me tell you all about the story. Yeah, so, please uh, do. walk into the living room. Okay. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.